joined on the line by Dan Taylor, a.k.a. Taz, who runs the Gandermonium blog about Sutton United. Thanks for joining me tonight. Good evening, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, you good? I was keen to speak to you, it's a bit of a different tie for us both this weekend. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're all quite excited about it, but I thought I'd start with some basic questions. Uh, I suspect Airdrie fans' London geography isn't great. Whereabouts is Sutton? Sutton's basically south, south to the southwest of London. We're about 11, 10, 11 miles from the centre. The easiest way to find us is look at look on look at South London on a map, find Wimbledon, and sort of follow your finger to your right. And if you if you if you hit Croydon, you've gone too far. We're kind of between Wimbledon, where they have the tennis, and uh, Croydon, which is uh, sort of the big biggest sort of kind of town between London and the south coast. Uh, so you can commuter town for London. Yeah, we're we're we're. Yeah, it's a big Sutton's a big sort of, uh, and the, and the sort of surrounding the London, basically the London borough of Sutton is a, yeah, most people will commute into town or, in some cases, sort of out to the south coast for work. So it's it's dull dull South London suburbia, really. That's, that's probably the best way to describe it. And Sutton United, what kind of team are you? Can you give us a feel for average attendances? What's that, what's a match day like for you? Um. It's it's it, well, it's changed a little bit the last few years. We we've, we've we're kind of we've kind of rocketed a little bit. I mean, we've always been a sort of traditional non-league club, um, sort of English non-league side. We've we've always been around sort of the top couple of levels of the the game outside of the football league. And yeah, we 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 sort of just sort of plodded along. We've had a couple of spells at the next sort of what is the National League, the old Vauxhall Conference before, um, and. Yeah, but we kind of yo-yoed between those couple of levels, and then the last five, six years, we've it's really picked up. I mean, we've obviously had we obviously had the cup run a couple of years ago, which we'll no doubt touch on in a while. Um, but we put down a an artificial pitch three years ago, and off the back of that, the club decided that they were going to do cheap season tickets to try and just try and get the local populace involved and get people interested in us because we're obviously on the doorstep of you know we've got loads of London clubs you've got Fulham Palace Chelsea Millwall they're all easily reachable by public transport in under an hour from us um, so you know it's trying to get locals in they went with really cheap season tickets at like 99 quid and we, we we've seen the crowds in about four years go from about five six hundred average to last year I think we were just over 2,000 average I think it was about 2,100 something like that um, and that's that's you know all off the back of cheap season tickets, the three G pitch, so you know the kids side and just people using the facility during the week rather than it being a football ground that's open you know twice every fortnight. Um, people know we're there now and it's che- we've made it cheap to watch and we've we've we got promoted to the to the national league and then we had that obviously that cup run that's just. Well, you play Arsenal at home, you can't hope for better, uh, sort of better publicity than that. And you, as a long-term fan, are you happy with the journey that you've taken over the, the last few years? Do you think the club's retained its soul uh, by, by bringing new people in? Has it managed to grow in a good uh, way? Yeah, it's it's the, it's been done a very we've been we've there's been a lot of luck along the way, but yeah, it's been done in a very community-based way. We've always, you know, we've, we're, as a club, we always try and make people feel welcome when they do visitors, be it away fans or new fans. So it was just that as as a club, if we wanted to do something, we needed, you need more, you always need more people watching you. So they, the club took the gamble on offering 
99 pound season tickets I think it's about four seasons ago now and you know it's I think we sold about five six hundred in the first year and it's just been slowly creeping up uh, we had 16 I think it's about six, just over 1600 season tickets last year um, and that's yeah it's 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 been a bit bit odd for old old geezers like us who have been going 20 30 years and it's harder to get to the bar before a game now you can't get a pint as quick in the clubhouse but when you travel away whereas five years ago it's the same sort of 60 70 faces and you might not know everyone's name but you'd know everyone by sight now we're you know everywhere we seem to be going we're taking over 100 and there's loads of new people getting involved and yeah it's um i mean the big improvement is you go on our high street now three years ago you would just see nothing but arsenal chelsea spurs west ham shirts now you walk down a high street on a sort of saturday you you'll see a fair few Sutton shirts spotted around as well which is sort of i think the biggest change it's like oh people have suddenly realized we're here that, that all seems good so, yeah it's yeah, it's, it's it's great. It's been grown the right way. It's been done the right way. So there's no uh, there's no animosity or anything like that towards in- new incomers or anything at all. It's been yeah, it's been good. And yourself, you've got some of the teams you just mentioned on your doorstep. Why did you why did you plan for Sutton? What was your story into becoming a Sutton fan? Um, well, I'm I'm in my mid well, I'm approaching my mid forties now. Um, so I grew up in sort of when I first went into football it was early mid eighties when it was obviously not the best time to be sort of going to that le- the top level of football um, plus my family are all originally from uh, sort of Manchester area um, my mum and dad moved south for work um, and my dad was a rugby league pro when he was a, a young lad so football wasn't he was a football fan but he wasn't you know it wasn't his first sport so he had no allegiances to pass on to me or anything like that so as a kid yeah it was I had no one to take me to games so my my godfather from who was born in the south he was an Arsenal season ticket holder he'd given it up again because of all the bother I uh, used to stand on the clock end at Highbury um, and he started for his football fix he started going to watch I mean we've got do- literally dozens of little just little non-league part-time amateur clubs around us here in South London um, and yeah we just started touring all these little places watching games and I think that at the time, the Sutton side at the time was, they were just entering their real first, uh, sort of, well, second real golden era. You know, they had a, the same side for about eight, ten years and, and they were very, they went on to be very successful. So, yeah, that kind of, that, that fit the best, I think. So I, I just stuck with them and that's kind of who I've been watching and following ever since, really. And, Sutton play at Gander Green Lane. Uh, not only yep. are you a supporter, you're on Gander Monium, which is a, a blog. Can you talk us through what kind of stuff do you cover on that? <laughs> um, it, it's, Gander Monium's more uh, what we would call a, a fan site. We do, we do match reports, but people read it more for what goes on around the games rather than the, the games themselves. The games are an excuse to just basically spout nonsense on the internet I think is probably the best way to put it well there's a there's a, a group good group of us who go away pretty much everywhere with the team and yeah we we, we kind of just detail what goes on the, the the odd and weird characters that you get at our level of football watching and and yeah and just this general stupidity and boozy idiocy that goes on um, I mean I started it back in oh god 98 was the first one we did 
and it was largely me for and a couple of other lads for about 10 years then we had a probably our worst ever season and and we'd been a bit crap for a few years and it was there's only so many times you can type the same stuff about you know we've shit and we got drunk so I, i kind of knocked it on the head and then paul doswell the current manager came in for the following season and then over the sort of four or five years i'd stopped doing it we got promoted again we had and we were in the playoffs every year (laughs) so a couple of lads persuaded me to bring it back and we started it up again in about midway through the season in about 20 about 2012 2013 and we've we've been doing it again ever since i don't think we've missed a game on it actually which just shows you what sort of lives we have. <laughs> and on that, how many of you are coming north this weekend? Um, I don't know actually, but there's there should be quite a few. Um, from what I understand, I mean, there's a dozen in our party coming up on Friday. I think most people are coming up uh, very early Saturday and are either going back Saturday or at least staying over till Sunday. So I'd say we probably have something in the region of a hundred up there. If we don't have more than 100, I'll be quite surprised, judging by just people we've spoken to and just the buzz around the, the bar over the last couple of weeks, Since you know, especially since the draw was made and we know we were going away. So, yeah, if, I'd, I'd say we'll have about 100 up there. I suspect that you won't know much about the Iron Brew Cup. Uh, it's a very <laughs> prestigious tournament, and I'm not just saying that because you've won it four times. Um, <laughs> but do you know what what do you make of it? What, what's your expectations? Um... Just yeah, it's a bit. Of, I think most people, most of the fans, are seeing it as a bit of an adventure. Um, it's it's something totally different. I mean, especially for guys like us who've been going a long time. When you play non-league football, especially in the in the area of the country that we're in, you, you don't you you have to really kind of get to the top end of the non-league game to kind of mix it up a bit to play the different you know different sides. If you're where we are. I mean, you either play in what we originally come from the Isthmian League, which is uh, the seventh tier. That's kind of where we've played most of our football since I've been going. Um, so I've probably, out of about 35 years, I've probably seen 20 odd years of football in that division, that level. And yeah, it's 90% of the time, it's the same teams over and over again. And then when you go up to the next level, it kind of gets the same as well after, but you know, you get that familiarity. And yeah, there's just. It's you know, I and mean, we've been in the National League now. This is our third season, so you've done most of the big trips like your Barrows and your Gateheads. So it's it's just yeah, you just a bit of adventure, and I think everyone's just up for it. It's just something really different. Just you don't get cup competitions like this anymore anymore, where you you get to play competitive games against teams not in your your you know your league system, in, technically in your country. It's uh, so yeah. I think everyone's up for it. Um, I don't. I don't think many people understand how the competition's organised, but it's just yeah. yeah. There's, there's definite interest in it though. No, that's good, and I think it's similar on our side. There's a lot of intrigue about how the levels of football going to match up because we've, we've yeah. nothing to um, to guess uh, from. Yeah. But, but also, I mean, we're in leagues of ten. You play each other four times in the year. You get three cup competitions, <laughs> and you've got playoffs at the end of it. So there's every chance there'll be a team that you'll play six times, and it does get uh, it does get tiresome. So. Uh, to have a yeah. fresh name and uh, it's it's great. Uh, I know there there's mixed views on um, teams from the conference level coming in because oh, I can understand that, yeah. if you win it, it doesn't 
reflect well in Scottish football. Um, no, exactly. But, but the Welsh teams and Irish teams have been in in the last few years, uh, and it does seem to have worked quite well. I think there's also the danger of if uh, you get to the final and they have a, a a neutral venue of Perth or something like that, you might not bring four thousand. <laughs> um, but I think it's a risk worth worth taking because it, it is interesting uh, and. Yeah. I think there's a bit of nostalgia, especially for Airdrie in the 70s. Uh, there was a Texaco Cup for essentially the best teams in Scotland and England that didn't qualify yes. for, for Europe. Happier mm. times for us, we got to the final, uh, lost to Brian Clough's Derby County, but beat Manchester okay. City and Nottingham Forest on the, <laughs> on the way there. So not results that are going to be repeated anytime soon. Um, no, but, exactly. But an Anglo-Scottish tournament got a bit of attraction for, um, for that reason. Yourselves, oh, though, yeah. when I was reading, there was an Anglo-Italian Cup, which I think you won. Um, what, what's yes. the background to that? Um, well, I mean, that's unfortunately before my time, but um, this is this is another reason why the Iron Brew Cup, when it came up, has been, especially for guys of my sort of era, I, I missed out on that. The 70s was a bit of a doldrums for us, and we got invited, you know, we, because we were this old amateur club, we were well known in the, the, the Isthmian League circles as which we were playing in at the time. And when they asked for, you know, oh, here's a reliable club who would, would like to enter and come and play in Italy. And we got nominated. So but when we when we were nominated to play in it in 79, um, we, we, we took it deadly seriously. Whereas from the stories I've heard of the lads who followed the side out there and did Italy, with the team, um, a lot of the other teams seem to treat it as a bit of a glorified, um, bit of a glorified piss up, uh, and, a, and a week away because they used to play two games away in Italy and then play the other two games, return matches in uh, in back in back in England the following week. So yeah, our lads took it seriously, and a lot of the other teams didn't. And but uh, yeah, we who were you up against? Was it the Italian uh, equivalent of the Spain League or no? It was Serie uh, Serie C and. Solades, I think. So, yeah, it was, who did we play in the first year? I think we played a team, oh God, a team called Junior Casale, who were like a really old Italian team. And they were like one of the first founder members of like the Italian Football League. Uh, who else? There was Chietti, who was the team we played in the final. I'm trying to think how else we played in that first year. Uh, I think it was a team called Campo Basso as well in the first year. Um, but yeah, we played two games in Italy and then play, uh, played two here in here at home. Um, and then the, the two te- it was basically two groups groups of four and the top team from each group played in the final and the final was over in Italy. Good. So, well, hopefully you'll write some, some new history through this tournament. More recently, uh, certain have come to everyone's attention with a great cup run. You beat yeah. Wimbledon, who are on your doorstep, so that must have been pleasing. Mm-hmm. You also beat Leeds, and then narrowly lost out to, to Arsenal. Um, yeah. The whole cup run was overshadowed and encapsulated, you can choose your words, by Pygate <laughs> when your roly-poly subkeeper, Wayne Shaw, uh, <laughs> Was pictured eating a pasty on the the, the bench. Um, yeah. What actually seemed like quite a a funny story for people who follow football at a level then developed, and uh, because bookies had offered odds on it, and that was why he was doing it. He ended up with a a ban from football, um, press attention, front and back page. But I thought it'd be mm. interesting to ask you about what are your recollections of that cup run. I mean, is that as good as it's ever been? And then in terms of that story forming part of it, is that something that you think um, uh, at least you're remembered for something or did it kind of overshadow it more than you would have liked? It's, it's, um, it, I think overshadow is probably a good word for it because 
there was personally i mean the pie thing was a bit a bit silly um i, I know having known wayne you know he'd been with us a few years we, we all knew what he was like he's that he's that kind of character he's always always messing about and always making a joke out of things and you know he's, he's kind of it, it was that lad that you know you'd know him at school he's always the class clown that's that's basically wayne he's he's just you know he's a really nice fella um and it was just yeah some it was just ill-advised i mean it, it's he did he did it with for, i don't believe he knew well he, i think he knew there was odds being offered on it but i don't think it was done he just did it for a laugh rather than actually do it for any monetary gain uh, he's, he's not really that he doesn't he's not really that sort of person but um but yeah it was uh when it when it when it happened it was kind of obvious to everybody well they're offering odds on it it's gonna you know the lads at our level just cannot you, you, you know you can't even bet on any form of football um one of the lads who's coming up with us this week and he's he's been our youth team secretary for about eight ten years he's and he's, he's given it up this year, but even he can't have a bet. You couldn't have a bet on football because he's he's in a club official. So it was as soon as you know everyone found out. No one really knew at the time. We found out in the bar afterwards what had happened, um, and then it was like, oh, silly sod, typical Wayne. And then it was like, oh, hang on, the FA are going to aren't going to take too kindly to that. So it was yeah, it was all a bit silly. And the problem was was that that's all everyone remembers that game for. And and the problem was was we 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 were amazing that night and it's just the team's performance was just staggering I mean Wenger said it himself after the game he, he couldn't believe how we you know we'd managed to five leagues apart how we'd managed to stay with them over the, pretty much over the 90 minutes and, and that's the sad thing no one really remembers that now it's just you know that the, the, whenever you know you, when we when we travel away now you you jump in a cab from the station, maybe into town to go for a few points. And the cabbie was, "Oh, where are you from, Sutton?" Oh, and he mentioned Sutton United. He said, "Oh, yeah, the fat goalie you at the pie." And that's pretty much what everybody remembers it for now. And it's like not, not the team that um, knocked out what, three league clubs and had a hundred million people watching them on worldwide TV. It was uh, the fat lad that at the pie. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a bit mixed. Some people are, you know, were disappointed in it others kind of you know if you knew Wayne you kind of shrugged your shoulders and oh well <laughs> yeah it's a difficult one because I think that there's lots of cup runs over the years but it's the it's the iconic moments is that it's the Wrexham free yeah. kick or it's it's Wayne Shaw that, that, that are remembered and some of mm. them do fade a bit so maybe it, it kind of keeps it live in people's minds but I mean those games because was it at home to Wimbledon and Leeds was, was that as good a, a, an atmosphere as you've ever had at Gander Green Lane? Um, yeah, it was. I mean, it, well, it's the first time the ground's been that full for many years. I mean, the last time we got anywhere near that was when we played Coventry in '89 at home. I mean, that was there was eight thousand in that day, and we're down to like sort of about a five thousand capacity these t- these days. So yeah, they were they were both sellouts, and the Wimbledon game had a, a bit of interest about it because obviously they're just up the five miles up the road. AFC Wimbledon, we were the ground they played their very, very first game on when they reformed. Um, it was a friendly against us. So, yeah, there was that connection there. And quite a few, quite a few Wombles would kind of, would, would watch us when they were, you know, Wimbledon before they went to Milton Keynes. And so there's, there's always been connections between the two clubs. So there's always, you know, it's, it's there's a bit of rivalry there, but not, not on a true footballing sense because I think that's the, about only the second meeting competitively between the two sides when they were on the rise we, we kind of 
went on the slide a little bit for a few years. So we, we completely missed each other um, when they were non-league side. And so, yeah, it was, um, it was, the game at ours was, it was good. It was good fun, but we should have put them away at ours. Um, and we thought the chance had gone. But then we went, we went to theirs in the, in the midweek replay. And um, that's probably one of the best, one of the best nights I've, I've had watching ours. Just the, uh, being packed into their tiny little away terrace and like 800 of us there and, uh, and nicking two goals in the injury time to win it. Um, after you know battering away at their ten men for so long, it was yeah, it was uh, emotional scenes, shall we say? <laughs> but the lead, the Leeds game was was good as well. Um, it was one of those ones where, when as soon as we saw the team sheet, everyone went, yeah, we're, we're going to have this lot because <laughs> they just they changed eleven players from the first team and put in a load of reserves. Um, and yeah, we just saw the team sheet. And yeah, that's that's not their first eleven. This, we, we, we can we can turn this lot over and to be honest they, they were lucky to get away with a 1-0 defeat I mean we should have beaten by 3 or 4 we missed so many chances and they were I mean the keeper kept them in it first half especially so but yeah it was the, the cup run itself was it was crazy stuff but when when the, the draw with Arsenal was made that was another level it's it's yeah it's it was like you know going the, the previous parts of the run were like going to a foreign country you'd never visited before and drawing Arsenal is like being shot into space. It's just, you just don't understand the level of interest that, you know, everyone wants a piece of you as a club. And because we're such a nice club and we try and accommodate people, it's just, yeah, very, it was it was quite stressful for everyone concerned, as well as, you know, being a big adventure and enjoyable. Um, it was, yeah, it was it was a special, a special time. No one who was there will forget it. But yeah, it's uh, it was it was it was also a bit odd as well <laughs> for a club of our size just for that kind of thing. It's, you're just not used to it. Yeah, you, just, you can't. Yeah. You just can't explain how nuts it got. I mean, the the, the thing is, it, it was so busy. Even we for Gandamonium, we were doing uh, press interviews because just there weren't enough people to go around. Um, and because we'd spoken to like people like Radio Five Live a couple of times and things like that in the run up to. The cup run in general and the Arsenal game. Of course, after the the, the, the Pygate thing, um, when Wayne left the club sort of the day or two after the game, I had guys from Five Live phoning me up for comment. And it's like, <laughs> this is just really? <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's, yeah, that's when it started. That's, I think that's when it kind of got a bit too surreal for me. <laughs> Well, I'm sure I'm sure the press coverage after you play your drawing in will be way beyond anything that there was at that time. But um... well, you know, at least at least <laughs> at least we've had the practice. At least we've had the preparation now, so you know it won't be as big a surprise to us. <laughs> and and Saturday's game, I mean, it's hard for either of us to make a prediction. What's your yeah. gut, gut feel? Are you, are you confident? Um, we'll be, uh, we'll be, we're all the thing is with us, we always set up to be competitive. Boz was on his interview from the game last night. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're taking it seriously. You know, he's he's if 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 we the thing is, if we weren't interested in the competition, we wouldn't have accepted the invitation. It's that simple. So the fact that we're when they asked us and we said yes, that shows we're we're going to take it seriously. I think we'll make a couple of changes to the side, but it's purely because we're just trying to we've. Since we we kicked off first week in August and we've played nine games already in the league, so it's been a bit of a manic start. So it's we're just trying to uh, get some of the guys in who haven't had as much game time. There, there won't be sort of reserves or anything involved. It's just we have a squad of 18, 19 lads, and it's just rotating the 
rotating the, the bodies really so um, so there'll be a couple of changes but it's not because we're not taking it seriously it's just yeah we're just trying to get get lads game time and get and just yeah fresh legs on the pitch so um, I don't know I, I really don't know we we were talking about this on Saturday everyone was saying so what do you reckon so uh, I think it'll be a tight game I think it will be a tight game I, yeah, you yeah. Guys, you, I see you guys have started fairly well. So we, we've had a decent start. We've been in the doldrums for a number of years, but we've had a takeover, and we kind of got our players in. We did our business at the start of the summer rather than the eleventh hour. Uh, and yeah, so we're in the best place we've been for for a number of years. Uh, I looking at just attendance figures and stuff. I, th- I suspect your budget will be better than ours, and you might have a better quality of player. But I think the travel's probably going to impact on that as well. So I, I yeah. am. I'm hoping it'll be a, a, a tight game, but an entertaining game. Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a draw and it goes to shoot, because I think it goes straight to penalties, doesn't it, after 90 minutes? Well, there you go. So you're coming to the town in the world where the first ever penalty kick was taken in football. Uh, and not only that, there you go. in our Texaco Cup <laughs> uh, adventures, we were in the first ever international penalty shootout, because I think there'd been one in England before, but it was like the second penalty shootout ever. So, <laughs> I mean, we, you're, you're dead if it goes to penalties. <laughs> <laughs> Oh well, sir. <laughs> have, to get, have, to, have to get you done early then. Uh-huh. You get, you get you out of the way in the 90 minutes. <laughs> and, and players to watch, have you got any gems in the squad at the moment? Um, yeah, I mean, well, Craig Eastman uh, in centre midfield, he's a former Arsenal junior. He's played Champions League football. He's one of the best midfielders in our division. Um, he's a very, very good player. Always, you know, just, he's sort of metronomic. He just sits there and make, he, he kind of makes the team tick. He's, he, he can play play as a defensive. He can play on the attack. So he's he's he if he whether he'll play or start, I don't know because he looked absolutely shagged last night. Um, he's been pretty much there for every minute of the season so far. So whether he'll play, I don't know. Um, but uh, other guys, uh, trying to think, probably the winger Tom Bolarima, who he came back to the club this summer. He's very quick, pacey, old style winger. He likes to take people on, get outside of them and get crosses in. Um, Kieran Cadogan, the other lad who, could prob- who will probably play wide, he's the same. Very, He's a bit more pacey. Um, he could be quite direct. So, just trying to think who else who else might stand out. Uh, Jamie Collins, our skipper, um, we call him the best Sunday footballer in the world. Um, he's one of the sort of the old school part-time non-league lads. Uh, he's, everyone you know, gives him the the, uh, the the bit a bit of stick about his weight. He's a he's a chunky lad, but uh, he's he's a cracking he's a cracking defender. Um, he's just been there, seen it, done it. So he's another one. And uh, I think we'll probably go with Ross Warner in goal as well. He was the guy who was in goal for the cup run, but he did his ACL last year, so he's pretty much been out for a whole year. So he he, he might make a return this, uh, for this one as well. By the sounds of it, with him rotating the squad. So, but um, yes. Those are probably the the main sort of the main players. We're we we're, we're we're strong. We're physical. We you know we don't take any prisoners. We mix it. We can mix it up. We can play. We can go long and be a bit direct if we absolutely have to be. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm really really intrigued on how it's the two standards are going to stand up next to each other. Yeah, uh, really excited just to see what the game's like. So um, thank you very much for giving me so much of your time. Not a problem. Hope everything goes well this weekend, but if you need to, please just give us a shout if there's if you want any information on Airdrie or uh, places to go before the game. Uh, the ticket prices have been cut to 
five and ten pounds. Uh, so hopefully oh, we'll get lovely. a bit of a crowd in. There's not much football That's on, good. so don't think that'll make too much difference to your budget for the weekend. <laughs> but <laughs> I get you one extra pint or something. I think most, I think most of our lads are, 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 are sort of applying the old, the old maths of, oh, well, it's it's north. The further north you go, the cheaper the beer gets. <laughs> uh, there's, there's probably a bit of truth in that, <laughs> but depends how many of them you have, I guess. <laughs> Trust me, up on Friday, we're going back Sunday, there'll be more than enough for everyone. So <laughs> Excellent. Oh, have a great time. I'll be watching Gandermonium uh, to see what this match report's going to be like. I'm really looking forward to reading that too. Yeah, I, I, I pulled rank on that one because I decided, right, I'm going to do it. If there's an interesting one, I'm going to do it. So, uh, so yeah, I'll be responsible. So if it's, it's crap, you know who to blame. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I hope to see you over the weekend. Have a great time. Will do, mate. Hope to see you. Catch up with you. Cheers.